Hi, I'm Doc Jones, the resource investor. I'm here today talking with David Gower, the CEO of Amarita Resources, as well as the CEO of Nobel uh, Resources, which is a new iron oxide, copper, gold um, uh, exploration company in Chile and basically the best uh, copper district in the world. Uh, first, we're going to start off today with uh, an update on Amarita Resources because they've released some more assays today from the La Infanta project, some really uh, stellar results. Um, so, uh, hi, Dave. How are you? Hi. Very good. Very good, Doc. Thanks. Good. Night, night, Thanks nice. for uh, setting this up. Yeah, sure. Uh, nice, nice, nice to see you again. So, um, uh, any comment on the uh, assays that were released today from the La Infanta? Well, I mean... Those results, I think, almost speak for themselves. That, that's an incredible hole, that hole number eight, uh, 11 meters of, uh, you know, uh, three, three, more than 3.5% copper and uh, 27% zinc and, and 15% lead with 320 grams per ton silver. It's, that's a good day in the core shack, in anybody's <laughs> core shack, I think. So, yeah. And again, very, you know, relatively shallow depths. It's only... Uh, really about 75 meters deep and uh it's also on the edge of where the historical drill drill results that we have data for occur so you know it, it bodes well for this thing uh going both to depth as as well as opening up a long strike in that to the west so yeah it's a, it's th things are holding together extremely well for that deposit and, and the grades are holding up um I had an analyst ask me this morning if, if it's too early to re readjust what their expectation was for the historical grades because based on our drilling, uh, we're, we're yeah, you know, substantially higher, uh, almost uh, probably 25% higher than what they were estimating it would be. I, I What I told them is, you know, it's only eight holes at this point, maybe don't get too excited yet, but it, yeah, so far the results are really, really gangbusters. Yeah, I know. I noticed uh, aside from uh, beating on the grade by an average of twenty five percent, also the widths are um, often uh, a lot wider than in a historical uh, historical drilling. When you're uh, drilling near a historic hole, you're basically trying to confirm uh, what uh, Rio Tinto or Phelps Dodge uh, had had come up with before, and you're like there's a lot of cases there where it's uh, over 100% wider, um, which is really fascinating. Uh, bodes well for just a um, an upgrade of resource just within that historical area, um, which yeah, like because you're running at you know a thousand dollars a ton basically. So uh, just just in that historical area, just with the resource upgrade, 25%, you're looking at adding. That's another. Uh, almost 300 million in, in value there. And then when you add the wits, you're looking at increasing by a billion dollars just in that area, uh, the historic area before you, before the expansion, which the way that I model it going with the identified strike now, and that you had said before that the, uh, the EM conductors uh, are, are being seen below f uh, 400 meters in vertical depth. And this has only been drilled drill to a, a hundred meters. So the math on that says about a, seven eight million ton deposits so you're looking at adding going from basically a billion dollars in value as is when you started to well over eight billion uh potentially 
So that that is really exciting. Yeah, I did the math on that hole, and that comes out to sixty percent zinc equivalent. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's a very very rich hole. Yeah, and and it's not a one I, hit one hit wonder like the other holes there too. Like um, you had hole hole number six, which was. Uh, 3.2 meters at a little over $800 a ton. Hole five was 2.6 meters, at basically $1,300 a ton. And then uh, hole seven, which is in close to the lip, near nearer to the surface, uh, is almost three and a half meters over $600 a ton. And $600 a ton anywhere in a VMS deposit is really high grade. So it's very good. Well, the other thing is, you know, these intercepts are the material that we've rushed through the, uh, you know, we, we paid for rush assays because yeah. it, it's, the labs are backed up. There is mineralization adjacent to these that, that's lower grade. So the, the, the intercepts may grow somewhat. I mean, I, I'm not second guessing whether those grades will make it as an ore grade, but it won't be zero dilution. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so some of them, some of them will grow when we actually do the, the final resource modeling. Uh, we, we won't re, probably re-release them or anything, but when we do the resource modeling, the tons will probably go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's important too because you're not going to lose any uh, any money in dilution going to the smelter because yeah, it's 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 such a wonderful deposit. And uh, uh, just a reminder to people listening, Amarita is the f- first company in history to consolidate this area. Uh, the IBW uh, project that comprised originally of three deposits, the Alcura, the Romanera, and the Land Fanta. And since they've added six land packages, increasing their land scale there by over 300% to include multiple historic deposits and workings, which which can add uh, to that. Um, I, I just wanted to have uh, a few more questions about Amarita before we, we go into uh, Nobel. Um, is there any uh, any further updates on the EM survey uh, uh, since we last talked? Um, not not too much. Uh, they're they're doing the processing and, and, and some areas they're doing uh, more more detail on expanding uh, the coverage. Uh, but both Romanera area and Infanta area, we, we're seeing very good depth extensions beyond the existing drilling based on the uh, EM. And it's it's a, a, a squid-based technology, which is a very technical term, I know, but that does see it does do well with with depth penetration for, for EM surveys and uh, kind of that 400 meter depth. It's it's within the capability of this system. Um, we certainly at Falconbridge used it uh, that type of system uh, very successfully uh, in places like Ragland to. to to target drilling down to, you know, plus 400 meters, uh, and we're, we're very successful with the targeting. So uh, we're pretty comfortable with, with that data, uh, and, and it matches well with gravity data as well. And very interestingly, we are seeing targets outside of areas uh, that have been drilled um, that are geologically, you know, where you would expect uh you know they're they're in the right geological uh, and, uh, and stratigraphic context for for perhaps even even more. So um, we're we're just pulling all that data together now. We will put a re- release together in the next few weeks and, and likely propose uh, 
or drilling on some of these new targets, in fact, uh, at that time. So, so do you think you'll be adding uh, possibly a third rig? Uh, well, the third or fourth rig, because with when Romanera and Alcara, um, you'll probably add a rig or two there. So we could possibly see a four or five rig program just on the IBW in the future. It's it's quite likely. Uh, we'll we'll very likely with Romanera bring two two drill hole, drill rigs in for that specifically. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a large deposit, and there's a lot of work to do there. Um, and then perhaps we'll get a, a smaller rig to to do anomaly drilling and just test some of these newer targets uh, and just see what comes out of it. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so uh, as you know, um, um, on CEO.ca, there's a, a core of investors there that collectively, without myself and, and my close network, hold about 9% of the company. So um, there was uh, a few questions that I think we've answered, but I'll go through them. This is from one, one of the guys there that's a shareholder. Um, when do you expect drilling at uh, Alcura and La Romanera as far as uh, permanent approval? Uh, I can't really put a, a firm date on that because we're still waiting on the final permit for that area. Um, I am thinking it'll likely be October sometime, mm-hmm. but uh, we're waiting on one piece of uh, documentation that has to go to the environment department. Um, so we don't control the production of that documentation. It comes from one of the local mayors. Mm-hmm. But we do have a date that if, if they don't provide it by September 17th, it will be declared as having received approval by silence. That's, that's the process. So, um, maximum, you know, delay on that would be until then. And, and obviously those people are busy with, we're we're not the only thing on their docket. Yeah. Uh, And and Spain just came out of the holiday too, a month long holiday for all the government. uh. But so we, we, we have sort of some finite, uh, uh, timelines to work with on that. And, and at that point, the Environment Department, everything that they need for their files, according to all the feedback we've received, they, they, that will be complete. And they just review it and, and then issue the, the go-ahead. And we've already got uh, a letter from the Junta declaring, you know, that, that that's a, a legal activity to go and drill those deposits. It's been done before, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's just really trying, the, the time it takes to navigate the bureaucratic process is, right. is right. And frustrating. It is what it is. And, and, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, once you finally go through the process, you don't have to do it ever again. You can just drill, 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 don't have to refile for permits or any of that stuff. That's, that's correct. Yes. We're permitted at that point up to the point where we start talking about kind of major earth works and going under production. Or obviously, at that point, you're, you're uh, permitting a mine. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You've got to go through, you know, the, the full EIA process for that. All right, then the next question we answered, will you be adding one or two rigs at any time? We talked about that, that it could go up to probably five rigs. An update on the warrants and the treasury. Uh, any update there? Yeah, well, the Treasury is holding fairly stable um, just because, you know, the warrants are well in the money and, and we're seeing a fairly orderly uh, exercise of, of warrants. It's not, they're not coming out at, 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 a, at a rate that's sort of hammering the stock, but at the same time, 
and, and actually people a number of people are, are exercising and holding so yeah well, uh, I, <laughs> I think most of them have a about another year or less on them yeah so well we expect there's several million dollars more uh basically available to come in through that that avenue so treasury around 26 to 28 million something around like that 26 million or so that, that's right. a pretty good number yeah maybe a little bit higher a little bit lower just depending on where we are well, well it, and it, the drilling is very cost effective in spain if if you characterize the stock as being hammered so far it's it's then i'd li- like to see when it's not being hammered it's it's done yeah. we, we've done very well um yeah the uh, the next question would be uh, we talked about the uh, assaying the stock work and all that that you'd uh, uh, just put that in the resource and that will add tons and and certainly uh, make the economics more robust because you're not going to lose anything uh, in dilution. Um, any update on the Asna Collier process? I know that the the courts just reopened, so uh, anything out of there. I haven't heard anything this week, no. Okay. And uh, the last question, are we still on track to retire in 24 months? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We might be having too much fun for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, I, I think uh, I, I think that pretty much covers uh, Amarita. Uh, you know, you're drilling now. You've got two rigs running. I, I would... I would, I would guess that you'll probably have assays every couple three weeks around there something like that uh hopefully every every couple of weeks yeah i think okay. that would be a good chart excellent excellent well uh um i think you're well on track to hitting your uh goal your personal goal of uh achieving a one billion dollar market cap in the next uh you know few quarters just based on the value of being created at ibw um yeah, it's it's really well done. I released a report yesterday, uh, you're probably not aware of, uh, talking about the expansion of the land packages and how, uh, like, first you consolidate the IBW with these three deposits the first time in history, then you increase the scale and, and bookend all these other properties that you created this, you've created a mining camp with multiple deposits, all within trucking distance of one mil, high grade, at surface, Ugh. Yeah, it's and and the drilling results have outperformed. Like this, this is going to print money. And you compare this to Metza, that's on the auction block for two billion. You back out the mill there, and they're getting one point five billion for their resource. And ours is currently uh, at an economic value, a higher grade at surface versus down three hundred meters. So no shaft. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, so that's very informative of where the market cap can go of Amarita just based on the work being done at um, IBW. So that's that's my opinion. So moving right along, we'll move into um, Noble Resources. This is really interesting. This is an, uh, a fairly new company of yours. Um, just for those listening, I'm an investor in this company. I've uh, acquired 1% in the last month. Uh, uh, 60% of it I acquired on the open market and then recently in the private placement, which today I called to increase my allocation, but they told me it's oversubscribed and uh, some people have been cut back. So uh, I guess I will just have to go to the open market. 
<laughs> so I'm going to leave it to you now, Dave, uh, and you can walk us through uh, your presentation or what you'd like to tell us about this company. Then after, maybe I'll have a few questions. Sure. Uh, it's... It's an interesting, a really interesting project, actually, and, and uh, it, it does go back again to my years with Naranda Falconbridge, and you know, as the global exploration manager with Falconbridge, and, and obviously, this this was a very, very important part of the world for for Falconbridge with the Koyawasi deposit and the smelter in Antofagasta and Lomas Bias, and then we had the Almoro discovery here, and uh, you know, very very active in this part of the world. I, I, an early colleague in my career by the name of Vernon Arsenal is the chief operating officer of this company. And he actually was transferred there by Miranda to open the exploration office in Santiago way back. So we're going back 25 years or so. And he, he ended up marrying down there and, and stayed. So he's essentially a local. And, and really through his relationships, uh, and the trust that he's built, been able to build up with people over the years, that's allowed us to kind of get this deal together. Uh, it's it's in Chile, in the coastal copper belt. Um, it, so that, that's important for a number of reasons. Chile, of course, is the, the most prolific copper-producing region in the world. But a lot of it is from the high Andes, uh, you know, 4,000-meter elevation and... and uh, a couple of mountain ranges between you and the coast and things like that, and, and very high capital, very expensive. We're actually uh, in the coastal belt, only 25 kilometers from a port. Uh, it's a paved road to more or less to the property. We're about 45 kilometers north of the, I guess you would call it city of Copiapo, which uh, is, a, is a long-term mining city. Uh, there's smelting facilities there, etc. And in fact, the vendor and local miners in the region are still shipping, direct shipping ore, that's 12% copper from this property uh, to those facilities. Under the terms of our agreement, we allow them to take up to 120 tons a day. So just a very small amount, but it, it does keep a few people employed and, and the community involved and the mining license. So, so you've got people that are basically hand mining there, 12% copper? Yeah, that's what they ship to the smelter. That's the cutoff. Wow. Okay. And as we go through the story, um, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about the capital structure. It's a new company, so it's quite tightly held. Uh, common shares outstanding around $66 million. Uh, there's about $3.7 million options, about $2 million warrants, uh, not including the ongoing financing, which we've only raised another $5 million at 45 cents. So it's not going to be a massive change to the uh, capital structure. Of that, about 20 million of those shares are escrowed for three years. So it's, it is a, a very tightly held uh, company. And, and the 40 cent round that we did in April, or I guess it was escrowed till April, was almost all institutional. Um, and, and primarily investors that said they would be in for the long haul in terms of as, as the project grows and needs capital, they, they want to participate in future financing. So it's a very, you know, good capital structure for an early stage company. Um, we're in an area surrounded by major deposits, uh, obviously being in this part of Chile. 
Uh, Candelaria is, is probably the most important one. It's the Lundin operation. It's also an IOCG, so that's why we, we point to that one. Uh, people who've been involved with Miramaca, which is north of us uh, near Antofagasta, that's a similar type of deposit. Uh, one that we look at, uh, which is Michii, uh, which is not as well known now because it's, it, you know, it's mined, I think, for 50 years already and it's kind of coming to its end, but it, it, it was a wonderful deposit and, and could be the type of thing that we would come up with here. Uh, typically, you're looking at you know a copper gold association in this part of the world for these deposits, so it's a, it's a nice type of concentrate to produce uh, with an oxide at, at, at the surface. And we're we're located in in the Atacama Desert, and it, it is real desert. It's one of the drier places on Earth. There's no vegetation. There's there's no land use uh, competition really. There's no there's no agriculture. There's no really no plant vegetation or, or or fauna of any any kind because of the nature of the terrain um, and, and so mining is the basic uh, uh, industry for this this part of Chile all of northern Chile and luckily they're endowed with fantastic deposits the thing that really caught our intent, attention is that this project has been uh, recognized for over a century as a place for high-grade artisanal-type mining of the veins. Over the, that period, though, these decades, they've actually identified this vein system that they mine now along over six kilometers on. And it's, it's like a horsetail of, of vein structures that cross each other that's over two kilometers wide. So that's already a major copper system. And... All of these major deposits, even the porphyries in this region, you do, in every one of them, you have artisanal mining. It was either there first or it's around them. And nobody's really examined this, this, this area looking for what's the source of all this copper. So we, we have done the first systematic work on this now. And the, the, the first thing that we identify is actually, so we've got this, what we call the Northeast Trend. It's this six kilometer by two and a half kilometer wide mineralized structural trend, obviously trending north, northeast, southwest. At the south end of the property, about six kilometers from the southern part of where this trend disappears under the sand, we've identified another trend that's running almost perpendicular. Uh, structurally, it would be uh, not quite perpendicular, but it also appears to be one of these major mineralized trends of veins. Again, this is not our focus. What we are really after is that world-class deposit. So we have now covered the property with very detailed mag survey. Uh, it's 20-meter line spacing with continuous readings along the lines. And with that, we have identified a number of targets, about five really, um, but the, right where these two mineralized trends intersect, there's a, an extremely compelling target that is um, over four kilometers in an arcuate sort of form in east-west and, and about two and a half kilometers thick or wide. And that is the scale of you know, a major deposit of this type uh, you know, 
that could be if it's if it is all mineralized uh you know half a billion to well over a billion tons in this part of the world and even a number of the other smaller targets we've identified they're all kind of two kilometers by 750 meters type targets so you're still looking at multi-hundred million ton type potential uh so that's the stage we're at. We now have completed IP. So the mag tells us, okay, you've got a buildup of metals and magnetic metals, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a, a characteristic signature for these targets. The IP actually detects sulfides. Is that because directly, it, is that because the magnetite uh, in these type of uh, systems? Yeah, typically all, all of these systems. And, and this is a very quiet geological environment. We don't have a lot of mafic rocks, or, um, right. which typically are magnetite-rich. Uh, in fact, we don't have really any. So it's it's actually a very quiet magnetic environment. So the anomalies typically must be related to some sort of alteration system related to, to uh, pro- hopefully mineralization. The, the top 100... 20 meters more or less in these areas are oxides. So they're not a good target for IP, but below them, of course, the sulfides have not been oxidized. And again, the IP array that we've laid out sees down at least 400 meters, if not deeper, and, and we're seeing very good IP anomalies associated with this mag, direct correlation. So it's it's a very compelling situation. You've got six kilometers of uh, high-grade veins striking away from this thing to the northeast. We've got high-grade veins. Where, and then when I say high-grade, we, we've been able to sample, if you look on, on the website and the presentation, uh, values up to 30% copper in these workings. Um, that's yeah. not an average grade by any means, but, I mean, there's very high-grade material here. And the, the biggest thing is it's so extensive. To, to drive mineralization in any system for six kilometers, that, that tells you that you had a, have a major uh, pump and a major source to, to do that. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I, I researched that before I made my investment. I have the, um, the high-grade results here uh, basically running down. You've got... Uh, the, the, this is the vein system that David was talking about, the horsetail veins there. One, uh, a little over a meter of 30, 36% co- copper, half a meter of 30% copper, one meter of 24% copper, 0.65 meters of 18% copper, two meters of 14% copper, three meters of 10% copper, one meter of 9% copper. This goes on and on and on and on. It's really a super... Uh, Super high-grade copper system. No wonder that like they're mining with a twelve percent uh, cutoff grade, which is yeah. Well, the, the, the direct shift to the smelter, they have to reach twelve percent. Yeah. So so that's the that's the basis for that. Uh, otherwise, they have to mill it, right? So yeah. they can direct smelt that factory. Yeah. So um, so you've got uh, high-grade vein systems. Uh, basically uh, striking out from this huge anomaly where, where you've got two sh- structures meeting perpendicularly. Uh, now, the importance of, of uh, a, 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 as a geologist, when two structures meet, what, is that the best environment usually for fluid flows? Or Yeah, well, basically, 
uh, if you look at IOCG deposits, they tend to be they're they're part of the, the broader porphyry class if you sell them. Want, want they're they're an end member. Um, they typically are porphyries come up through the crust through a structure. The granite comes up and, and sets up this huge circulation system in the groundwater. So you've got this magmatic input of of copper fluid, but you also leach a whole bunch of copper for a wide area and, and deposit it. With IOCGs, it's mostly that magmatic fluid. It tends to be more contained. And um, what we see here is it's the same sort of thing. These fluids uh, exploit the path of least resistance. So the reason that there's this northeast trending six kilometers is probably because there were faulting related to that trend through there that created uh, porosity for the fluids to easily travel along, whereas the granites around it are, are quite tight. Mm. And that's what gives you that locus. And similarly with what we call the Gloria trend, which is the one that's running perpendicular, you've got a, a structure along there that allows the fluids to easily travel. Right where these two structural trends intersect, of course, you've got an even better uh, situation because you've got probably double the influence in terms of breaking up the rock and brecciation and and just creating a crustal weakness for, for the fluids to, to exploit. That's the kind of ground position that gives you that locus of huge fluid flow that, that can deposit a major, uh, major deposit. So geologically, I mean, let's face it, we're all dreamers, but uh, this is one of the most compelling targets I've seen in my career. And to be located in this region in Chile, surrounded by, really, there are billion-ton mines in this area, you know, porphyries and and IOCGs, and probably another 30 to 35 current and past producers, smaller, mid-sized mines in the, in the region as well. I mean, it's a very well-endowed area for, for copper. Um, and these these d- deposits typically do persist to depths of a kilometer, if not more. Um, I mean, often you don't discuss deeper than a kilometer because you just don't, they don't mine deeper than that. But in Chile, actually, the big deposits go much deeper than that. They, you know, El Teniente, for example, it's probably 13 billion tons left, and they've been mining for 50 years already. You know, it's yeah, yeah. It's a big blockade underground mine at this point. Um, yeah, the open pits have been done for decades. You know, what 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 brought me into uh, becoming a shareholder was after you released the the mag survey, and I could see that 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 undercover just uh, you know south of of where these horsetail high grade veins are is. You know, you you had a, a desert had been covering up the uh, c- covering up this target. Yeah, it's okay. never been mined there. There's That's never been any what, any yeah, drilling. That, that area, of the property is completely dune covered. Yeah. So it's never been uh, the, the the guys doing the artisanal mining. You know, they're they're not using any kind of ventilation underground. It's very very low capital undercapitalized i would say yeah um so once they get into a bit of deeper overburden they, they're not they're not doing any geology they basically uh take their bulldozer scrape off the sand 
if it's mineralized, they start sampling and mining, and you know that's the level of the science. So it's 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 an incredibly unique situation where people yeah. have been mining for probably a century and nobody's <laughs> actually mapped it. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's what I liked about it because something like this should should you put together just you know let alone a, a billion tons. 100 million tons they're they're you know for a a bulk mining situation like the lundines they're mining uh with a uh, 0.15.2 cutoff grade for their copper and and the uh iron oxide copper gold systems they the the grade tends to be very homogenous so that's why they're so great to mine because you don't get that nuggety effect where it's really high grade here and then it's barren and and uh Uh, like 100 million tons, uh, even at a half a percent copper would be worth in the market several hundred million dollars in market cap for a company that has, you know, an enterprise value of about 40 million and about 10 million in the bank. Um, And I've never seen before where there was high grade veins being mine barred, uh, artisanal miners at a 12% cutoff grade. And there's gold in there, but apparently they're not getting credit for it when they bring it to the smelter. But you've also got gold as well, like close to, you know, looking at the tables, half a gram, gram gold, you know, so that's... that's yeah, in some areas there's very high-grade gold. It's actually never been prospected as a gold project. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we have areas uh, where we see better than 10-gram grades. That's not necessarily directly affiliated with the copper as well, so... That, that may be a story for another day. <laughs> yeah, but it's a huge land package too. Um, and I, I, I did some research. The company that held it before, uh, they held it during a, a time when copper prices had collapsed and they ran out of money. So they never got around to prospecting and doing any geophysics in the area where you discovered this four kilometer size anomaly that goes, that's half half a kilometer deep and several kilometers wide it's like the math on that the tonnage is you're looking at yeah well you you stated before you know half a billion to a billion tons it could be and uh yeah that that that, that's very that's very exciting that's very exciting especially when you 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 people you anyone listening you should go to um uh, look at the last press release from uh, August 17th, I believe it was, where they re- released the MAG survey, and you can see these targets and, and the scale of them. And you can see the vein systems displaying off of just this one big bulbous, uh, bright uh, uh, MAG anomaly. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really awesome. So are you, are you considering... Um, you know, I know, Amarita, that that your strategy there was is that you 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 had your core area and then you've added land to it. Are you, are you considering? Is there any possibility of adding more land uh, or the to this area at all, or is that something you've thought it's, about? It's a little more difficult in this part of Chile. Um, there's no open land; like yeah. it's state perpetually. So we we are looking at some uh, possible. Uh, Pieces. I won't say where for, for yeah, reasons. Yeah, you don't want to drive the prices uh, but up. We've also, since being active and through our relationships uh, with the vendor and whatnot, have been presented with some other really compelling targets, which uh, we, we are also considering for the future. So stay tuned on that. Okay, good. That's uh, good to know. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic region to work in. So. And, and copper, I think, has, has really going to be 
Oh, yeah. A commodity that's really strong future given what's happening with the, the electrification of the grid and uh, worldwide, really. Uh, it's uh, what, what, what governments are trying to do uh, is going to require an incredible amount of this technology. So. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, so uh, I, I'm guesstimating that with the pr- private placement, you probably have about 10 million in the bank. So. Around there is that? That's yeah, probably yeah. a little over that right now. Yeah. Uh, well, once it closes, uh, yeah. Like you mentioned, it's over. Was oversubscribed, and we we, we didn't upsize it uh, at this point because we, we just we well we we, we it, it'll more than take us through what we need to do uh, at this stage, and and you know with some success, obviously we expect to be re-rated. So yeah. So so what? Uh, I guess that that's a good topic to to uh, broach here what is the plan now that you've got over 10 million in the bank what 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 is what is the timelines that we as the investors should look for um well as soon as i hang up i'll be doing a, a call with the team just to finalize the next phase of drilling mm-hmm. the uh drill will, will be coring by uh september 10th okay now wow we had initially thought september 1st but um because of the sand dunes, we opted to delay it and get a drill with a track track mounted drill because it, it just saves a lot of road building and uh, yeah and whatnot to go across. It can walk across those dunes and things like that. It's just more efficient and, and will save us money in the long run and time. So that is moving moving now and, and should be coring by September 10th. So that's that's the, the schedule. Um, we've got five areas. If you look at that last press release, they're laid out in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that'll that'll be the. So we'll be testing those anomalies, and we'll know uh, pretty quickly whether or not we're looking at a, uh, you know. Uh, Five hundred million dollar market cap in, in the That's next right. few months or not, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, and, and I will say, what some of the things that we're looking at are very compelling as well. So there should be, you know, some good interest in those. There, there's already some drilling on those. That. Oh, the uh, uh, possible land acquisitions you spoke of. That. Yeah, that's right. That's good. And when those close, that, that should also be an interesting. Uh, uh, addition to the story mm-hmm. so uh just for uh if, if you could humor me with a little bit of your uh, geological uh acumen here for your average investor what what is the importance of it being an iron oxide copper gold system as opposed to any other you know like uh you know in relation to uh, you know also chile which is uh, i'm sure some people don't realize that it is the tier one number one jurisdiction in the world for copper well, you get good scale, uh, typically better grade uh, than, than a lot of porphyries, although porphyries in Chile can be extremely high grade also. Um, and, and really the location is, is more important almost because uh, this part of Chile, you get a lot of big deposits, but we're not at 4,000 meters. Right. We're not in an area where, you know, you have to build – like it's a seismic area when you get up in the high Andes. The, the engineering and cost related to uh, tailings, containment, things like that are, I mean, they're ma- massive uh, construction projects. Uh, we're close to water. That's a big one in this part of the world. So, you know, all, all 
of those things add up to put it this way again if we're successful it'll be of interest to every major and all the majors in the copper business are in Chile so yeah that's another reason why I invested in it you know like as an investor for those who are listening you have to seek out projects that are of a scale that make them world class or else there's really no point no one's going to buy a small mine and it will just sit and no one's going to lend money to build a small mine that's marginal you know in this world yeah so doc i'm gonna to have to jump on another call here shortly oh sure yeah yeah definitely definitely <laughs> yes you have to you have to talk to the team and get the drills turning um yeah, so so I, I think that's a good introduction to the story here. Um, I will definitely be following along and uh, would love to do some updates with you as drill results come in. And just a, a final thing that I'd like to say, um, just for those who are listening, is that, uh, you know, uh, many of the members of the Emerita team are working with David uh, on this project. And as you've heard him say that, you know, he left money on the table on this private placement and and that is pretty much par for the course for David that, that I find the reason why I enjoy so much uh, investing my money with him is, is that he's been such a good steward of it. Um, you know, and that's very important to find a management team that, that isn't going to abuse the treasury for their own self-gain. Uh, 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 I've, I've found that uh, uh, David and the other members of Amarita that are involved with this, that they their payday comes from, from the share price doing well, from the company growing. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, so I, I really appreciate that fact. Uh, you know, I remember with Amarita where, uh, you know, Eric Sprott came in too late for the second round and you had to uh, apologize and say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to open the book again and dilute my shareholders anymore. You know, this is this is the this is the type of type of person that's leading this company. Um, and uh, some people have said, how can David lead uh, two companies? He was the global uh, exploration manager of Falcon Bridge that was bought out for $22 billion. He was basically running 10 or 20 junior mining companies at once for that, that company. So I think he's more than capable of handling two. That's my own right. two cents on it. Um, yeah. So, uh, David, I really appreciate you taking the time to update us. And uh, I look forward to the continued success. And um, uh the floor is yours for any last comments. Ah, no, I really just stay tuned. We've got a very exciting drill program coming up and we're really looking forward to it. Great. Thank you very much. Have a good day.